Well, it's been great having a couple of seminarians with me over the uh, time of quarantine, uh, Darren Balky and Joseph Waswa. And it's, it's fun because, and especially on this Sunday, I very often get to think about my own time in the seminary, and I really enjoyed my time there. And the reason why I say this Sunday is when we get to this responsorial psalm, especially on this day, I always think of one day when I was at lunch with several of my seminarian friends. I think we sat like eight to a table. And of course, like anytime you're at a place when you're sitting with a bunch of people and there's a buffet, you know, someone gets up to go get something. And I remember I was getting up and I said, can I get you guys anything? And one of my seminarian classmates looked at me and he said, the Lord is my shepherd. And if you finish the response or else I'm today, you know, there's nothing I shall want. So it's like this nice little, you know, corny seminarian humor that only we find funny. And I'm glad that I can share with you a dad joke, or I guess we could say a father joke today on uh, Good Shepherd Sunday. But I do always think of that. And just the time in the seminary today uh, that I think about in particular was I was blessed at that time to have a radio show with one of my best friends, now Father Andy Budzinski. And the show was called, a very creative title, The Seminarians. It was just two of us and we'd have discussions. And he would say, you know, pretty often that it was good that I was on the radio show because I have a face for radio. And I would respond that I also have a voice for newspaper. And I don't know about any of you, but those at home, those that are here, uh, I think it's a common thing that when you hear your own voice played back to you, you don't really like it. You know, I don't know if you all experience the same thing. I'm definitely in that camp. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. And I think, my goodness, the poor folks at Sacred Heart, you know, we've got perpetual penance going on, especially as we record the homilies and that. I just, you know, I don't really like listening to it. And I think, though, as we reflect on this gospel today, and our Lord is telling us that his own know his voice, I think it's an interesting thing to ponder, and the fact that very often, like I said, just from the reactions I'm getting from your faces, it seems like others don't enjoy the sound of their own voice as well. I don't really like the sound of my own voice, and yet, we have the voice of the one who loves us more than we love ourselves, who knows us better than we know ourselves, the voice of the Good Shepherd, and he speaks to us and wants something better for us than we want for ourselves. And I think, like I said, it's an interesting thing to ponder that we all kind of, in some ways, kind of cringe at the sound of our own voice. And I would say, as you think about the way that you try to lead yourself very often, right? And I would say, I don't like my voice in more ways than one. Now, I try to listen to it at times. But for example, my alarm went off this morning. My voice said, hit the snooze. It's a good idea to just stay in bed a little bit longer, a little bit longer. When I know deep down that getting up and getting the day underway is the right thing to do. And of course, that begins the night before. I know it's time to call it a night. It's the prudent thing to do to hit the hay, you know, to move on towards bed. And yet, my voice is like, well, maybe just read another article. Maybe just watch one more cat video on YouTube. My voice didn't actually say that, but I just throw it in there. You know, like, let's, let's just, you know, just have one more drink, you know, just one more snack. Come on. It's what you want to win. I know 
that that's really not the best thing, but my voice is like, oh, come on, you know? And let's say I'm, you know, with a group of people or I'm chatting it up, you know, with some folks online. And you have this opportunity to say something kind of, I don't know, sarcastic and nasty about someone else. My voice is like, well, let's see what the reaction is. Let's see what we can get, you know, from other people. Or, you know, when we get hurt, right? And our own voice tells us, you know, I'm going to hurt back. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in this little comment there that I know is going to hurt them. And my voice is telling me, do that, do that. Even though I think I know deep down that's not the right thing. Or, you know, you're in a group of people. Somehow or another, the faith comes up. And my own voice is like, don't want them to think that you're one of those religious nuts, right? You don't even though I'm wearing clerics. You know, like I just, maybe, maybe you just shouldn't talk about your love for Christ right now. Our own voices so much of the time kind of go towards our own sense of like self-preservation, right? Like I want my own comfort. Like I just want to kind of be left alone, you know, to sit on the couch, to eat a snack, to have a drink, and just kind of be left alone. But we know that that's not what ultimately leads to our happiness. We know that our voices that tell us to do all of these sorts of things are not what are going to lead us to eternal life. They're not what are going to call us you know, out from our own selfish prison into the pastures of peace and love and joy. Whose voice does that? Our Lord's. And the incredible thing is, is that sometimes when he does it, it's like him speaking through Peter in the first reading today. His voice can cut to the heart. There are times when, let's say we know that we, we implanted one of those nasty things to say to someone that we love when we were hurt, right? We were hurt, so we hurt back. Okay, when our Lord says to us, why did you do that? You know, we, you need to forgive. You need to mend that. Like, let me be there with you to bring that grace into it. It can cut us to the heart in recognizing that we've done wrong, that, you know, we've hurt our Lord by hurting one of his loved ones. We've hurt ourselves by, you know, kicking someone down because it just brings everything down. He can cut to the heart and bring us back out. But therein is the great joy and the beauty of what we have in following him. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Like I said, it's so easy in the morning to just want to kind of keep that comfort, right? I've heard it said recently in a lot of uh, just different things I listen to. And it's like, as soon as you get out of bed, what do you want? You want the warm shower. You want to continue to be comforted more and more, right? You don't want to move out into the struggles and the dangers and the difficulties of the day. But it's only in being led out into that that we really do find peace. Because if all we're concerned about is selfish comfort, we're not going to be happy. Not in the long run. Not in the true sense of the word. And so what does the good shepherd do? He leads us. And how incredible it is that it's you know, by his voice that he calls out to us, that he speaks to our heart, that he goes before us. When you think about the fact here we are the fourth Sunday of Easter, We've gone through Lent. We've gone through you know, the passion. We've seen what he's willing to do for us. We've heard from St. Peter, by his wounds, you are healed. 
that he loves us enough not just you know, to challenge us, you know, it's like, be a man. No, it's not just that. But he goes before us, lays down his life to show us what love is truly like. And to be honest, love is a terrible and scary thing because it involves laying down our lives as well. And to continue to move into that, to be driven along to grow in love, it's a scary thing. But the beautiful thing is, is that the good shepherd has gone first. He is the gate for the sheep. He shows us that he is the way and the truth and the life. He shows us that ultimately it's in him, in following his example, in staying close to him and knowing his love, and even receiving him, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that we have nothing to fear. So sort of like going back to that initial father joke, the dad joke, when you think about it, it's like, hey, do you guys need anything? You can say, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, ultimately, it is true. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As long as we cling to him, as long as we ask him for the grace to be the true voice, always speaking in our heart, to overwhelm our selfishness, to overcome the sinful aspects of when we go to self-protection, of when we go to selfishly lashing out at others, when instead we allow for the risk of being a true disciple of his, of striving to grow in real and lasting Christ-like love. Is it easy? Absolutely not. We know that. To be his disciple is a difficult thing. St. Peter shows us by his very life. But we know that as long as we open up our hearts, as long as we listen to his voice, that voice that knows us even better than we know ourselves, if we do that, we'll be led to what he said he's come to give us, life, and life that we may have it more abundantly. My brothers and sisters in Christ, how blessed we are that we're not left on our own to just sort of float through the ocean of this life aimlessly and on our own, just simply chasing after comforts, chasing after things that eventually let us down. Rather, he has come that we might hear his voice, we might hear it in each and every day of our life, that we might follow it, that all that we do, and that ultimately in following him, we might have life and have it more abundantly. May all of us continue to listen to that voice of the one who loves us, who knows us, and calls us on to eternal life. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.